Hello and welcome to the London Rep Podcast. My name is Lika Darko. I am the founder and artistic director of the London Rep. We are a production company that specialises in making period pieces that centre the stories of people of colour. We also prioritise making stories that centre roles that are three-dimensional for women and where working class characters in working class communities are, are the centre of the story as well. On this month's episode, we have two guests. Yay, which is super fun. Like, uh, I've never done that before before. Um, we have Rahan Madanaika and we have Radhika Jani. Um, Rahan is a filmmaker who is from Sri Lanka and he's made films um, during his career for the likes of the UN and now he's here in London doing a postgraduate degree in film on scholarship. Um, and Radhika is a first-time screenwriter and so we have a long conversation about low to no budget filmmaking, how they've made their film. Um, they made a film which at the time of recording was called Sushi baby but the title uh, since changed so I'll keep you updated on social media um, when they have a title and, and dates for screenings um, but yeah they talked about the making of that film and um, gave some tips and tricks about how you guys can go out and, and make films without having a huge amount of resources available um, we also talked about the differences between going to film school and learning by doing the importance of representation on screen and how it can be damaging to your self-esteem and to your mental health as a young person of colour when you don't get to see people who look like you are on screen. Um, and then we talked about our favourite Hollywood films and our favourite Bollywood films. Here's the episode and um, we had a lot of fun making it. I hope I hope you really enjoy listening to it. Hey Rehan, hey Radhika, welcome to the London Rep podcast. Hey Lydia, thanks <laughs> for having us over. This is so exciting. Yeah, very exciting. <laughs> um, I should just say... Um, uh, just for the sake of the recording, that we're in this really intricate arrangement right now mm-hmm. because there's three of us and two mics. Duh, duh, duh. So I am sat on this really ornately carved table at the minute. It's a shame to be sitting on it, but you've got to do what you've got to do. <laughs> so um, if at any point the sounds sounds a bit funny, it's because we're passing mics around and stuff like that, but we're going to try and be sensitive to that. Um, yeah, let's get on with the episode. Let's do <laughs> so it. Let's I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Who wants to go first? Thank you, Radhika. Um, yeah, <laughs> delegated it yeah. to you. Uh, hi, my name is Rahan. I am a film director and I'm a master's student at UCL. Yeah, that's pretty much oh, it. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Yeah, I didn't expect that. All right, I'll keep mine short and sweet then. Yeah. Um, my name is Radhika. I'm 21. No, I'm 22 now. Um, currently work in community theatre. So. Um, as a creative learning assistant at Jackson's Lane Theatre in Highgate. I'm really happy to be here on this amazing podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. No problem. Um, Rayhan and myself know each other from like way back when. Um, from we, we bumped into each other once at uni after some party or something and we like, you know, one of those people you bump into me like, you were on my wavelength. And then we just sort of, I don't know, Absolutely. probably did the like, Facebook thing. Just like clicked immediately. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like kept in touch over Facebook. Literally. This was when Facebook was like, so new people were still throwing sheep at each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're young, but we're like, we're, we're on the vintage side of millennial or something. So we're old enough to remember like, the days when Facebook was just like a random thing. And I remember like, that. yeah, that's how we got to know each other. Radhika and I have literally just met. Yeah. Through Rayhan, but it feels so, like we've known each other for years. I know we've just like <laughs> instantly like we've been so talking. Friends. Literally, we've been talking like half an hour, and I've been like, "Oh my god, that's so weird." It's like we've known each other for ages. Um, I, yeah, I just say that because I didn't know that that was like what you did, and I'm fascinated by that. So, like, yeah, mm. what does your job entail in like community theatre? Well, I've I've been working there for like three months now. It was my first full time job out of uni. I started a master's in human rights. That's how I met Rahan. Um, at UCL and I dropped out because actually the film that we made was Where did the you imp- drop her? The film that we made the was The Impetus made, yeah. and meeting you, you know, yeah, yeah. changed changed the course of my life drastically. But um but then I yeah, but then I found this I always I wanted to work in a the theatre, um, and I wanted to work on the community side because I've always been into like human rights, social justice, but I've also always been into the arts and never been like confident enough to pursue the artsy side of things. Um so after doing this um, Masters in Human Rights, I was like, this is really nice, but it's only appealing to like one side of me. Um, 
and I kind of want to combine the both. So I was just job hunting, that was awful. Um, but yeah, I came across this. So basically what I do in my job is I just assist on the projects that we run within the community. So for groups that find it difficult or have traditional barriers into engaging with the arts, um, we set up free programs to basically get them in theatre and get them doing some acting, some circus skills. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, so like people over 55, um, women and girls, um, kids from from like socioeconomically deprived backgrounds. It's, it's, it's nice, I like it, it's good, good work. That's really long-winded answer. No, that sounds amazing. That's an amazing thing to do. Like, mm. I can completely relate to, like, uni being, like, uh, something where I was like, mm, there's something missing a yeah. little bit. Mm. Like, I definitely had, like, I sort of went, I think, to sort of satisfy other people who were like, no, don't go into the arts. Yes, and then went and exactly. then felt this really kind of empty thing of, like, yeah, but it, that's where my, like, <coughs> joy yeah. is. That that's, I'm more sort of talented at it yeah. than whatever this essay writing thing yeah. is. And, like, mm. you know... Um, and so I sort of I managed to stick it out, but yeah, yeah. I, it was a bit it was a bit hairy for a while. Yeah. Where I was like, I don't know that I, I can, you know. I feel I, like half the people that do English lit, I feel like half the people that do English lit have the same story <laughs> as the two of us. Like, we really want to be in the arts, but like we're a bit we're too scared at the moment. Just give us like a couple years. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Literally, um, Rayhan, how did you get into like filmmaking and things like that? And like, what's What's your journey? Because like when we met at Ken, when was this? Like two thousand, maybe nine or ten or two thousand nine or ten. Yeah, yeah. And you were doing film there, right? Yeah, that's um, right. So yeah, like what was what was your journey to like what you're doing, what you were doing then to like what you're doing now? If that's not too broad a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like I've always been obsessed with cinema. Um, I got a cat. Well, take you back to when I was nine. Um, <laughs> my dad bought me like a little mini DV camera that I started shooting little films on with my sister. They were awful, but um, <laughs> it's kind of where I learned the nuts and bolts of like filmmaking. Um, this is when my like, cameras recorded on like mini DV tape and you had to like, you had to transfer the footage to your computer and that was like this extremely like laborious process that took hours and hours. But then like I started taking my camera with me to school and like started recording like my friends getting into fights and like and we'd like we we'd make these funny documentaries oh, gosh I really hope the teachers of my old school aren't listening to this but like I used to make these documentaries you know where like we'd like I'd follow around friends of mine and like we'd interview teachers and what they thought about the school and like cut it into cut it into these short films yeah um that was really really fun and like um yeah we didn't get we didn't get thrown out of school for doing that, you know, which was um, pretty impressive. Um, we, yeah, and then like after that, like I kind of figured that I wanted to pursue it at university. Um, so I ended up doing like a film, it was like a mixture of like film theory and film practice. Um, did that for a few years um, and then graduated and didn't really know what I wanted to do after university, but like um, I knew I wanted to, to make films I kind of stumbled into advertising um, and began began like directing documentaries um, for the UN and ad campaigns for corporates. Um, it's kind of what I spent the last six years also doing, um, and then channeling that money into my own short films, um, which I have made about. I feel like I've made about four or five of them now, and they've all gone to like different festivals like around the world, um, but. Why was the question? Why did I um, become a filmmaker, or how did I become a filmmaker? I was, was your journey. What was my journey? Which is a really my journey to this point. Way of yeah, both like, what the how and the like why. How did I end up here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I spent like five, six years in Sri Lanka, and it just got to a point. Why? Why? I suppose. I felt like I needed exposure, I needed more exposure, and I felt like I needed a change of, yeah, I feel like, ah, yeah, I think I just needed like a change of environment. Um, 
in order to kind of um, in order to grow as an artist um, so I ended up applying for a master's here um, in London and got that and also ended up applying for like a scholarship like along the way and that magically worked out um, so yeah here I am studying essentially like a film degree like a film theory degree at UCL so it's like a mixture of like cinema politics history and cultural studies um, but about three months in I started to get like a little antsy and I heard about this film opportunity at university which I ended up applying for which is how like which, which, which is kind of how I know Radhika Cool. That's like a nice. That's like a nice link. Little into, segue. Into, yeah, nice segue into. Yeah, yeah this specific film. Um, so yeah, tell tell us about that. Like, was it called? What's it about? And like, it came out. It came out of your. Um, did it come out of the the work in the syllabus on your course, or no, is it extracurricular? No. So or? it's an extracurricular. It was an extracurricular mm. project. Mm. Um, so UCL's got this film society that essentially funds a, a whole series of films each term. So there's like a documentary film, there's a there's a femme film, there's a there's an LGBT film, and they have this thing called the term film, um, <coughs> where they essentially select like a bunch of students, um, give them equipment, give them money, send them out to make a film. Mm. Um, and my friend, like one of my friends on my yeah, a friend of mine on my course told me about this. Well, told me told me about you know the term film, and she sent me a link to the to the to to the selected treatment this year, and I was so impressed by the treatment um, that I kind of felt that I had to that I that I had to go to this well, that I had to like turn up to the interview. Yeah, I mean it was just such a. So I I'd actually never written a screenplay before. Which yeah, I feel st- which I which I still find really like incredibly difficult to believe. No, it. I mean yeah, I mean it was just like written on word, like I don't really know formatting yeah. or <laughs> anything like that. Um, I I haven't always been interested in film. Um, I've always been interested in writing, but I never took it seriously. Like I would just write little poems here and there, and like I got into my teenage angsty phase, <laughs> and I was on Tumblr and yeah. you were all a bit and all of that, yeah, yeah. you know. Even wrote a little fan fiction in there. Um, you just you got you got to admit these things like, about what? Now. Like who's your no? no I'm not exposing <laughs> that. Yeah. That's too far. That's too far. <laughs> <laughs> That's too far. Need <laughs> to get a couple of drinks done before yeah. before I reveal. That. <laughs> um, it's so the it's called Sushi's Baby. It's currently called Sushi's Baby. It's cur- oh. Yeah, I feel I feel like the the title might change. Right, they've never the told me that change, before. You know? but She's finding out things an about her script. On the yeah. <laughs> okay, it's currently called, it's currently Sushi's, called Sushi's Baby. Baby. Um, it's about two sisters, and they happen to be South Asian because that's just my experience of the world inspired by a Toni Morrison, rest in peace, mm. beautiful woman. Um, it, it, so it's a, it's a short film, so nothing monumental happens, but um, essentially it's about their relationship and it's broken in the beginning um, because the older sisters run away um, for a reason that's not really, we don't really go into it in the film, um, but she comes back because she basically needs her younger sister to accompany her to her abortion appointment and it's just about that it's about the unraveling of that relationship and then the rebuilding of it and then yeah just kind of exploring their lives and it centers two South Asian girls growing up in London um and it's not necessarily a a film about race or gender or anything like that but but just the mere fact that we are centering people that aren't usually centered is political in mm. itself I guess mm. and I was worried as well that it would be taken by somebody that wouldn't like really understand the experience and would almost try to like sensationalize what it meant to be a South Asian mm. woman because there's really nothing in the script about being a South Asian girl it's just the fact that we it's are a story of two sisters yeah and their um, bond yeah so I, so obviously it. like you want a director that's gonna um, just see what you mean without you really having to explain it sure and obviously Rahan like we met that first time and I really pushed for him to 
to be, to be the director to be chosen. Um, and it was just so powerful. Like I knew from that first meeting that we were going to mm. create something mm. incredible, even if the end product wasn't like the best. I really didn't care because mm. I, I just knew I was going to learn so much from you. Mm. Um, and we were going to have such a like a night, like just a really honest, genuine, trusting um, experience of making it. And the fact that our producer as well, who's amazing, Sonia, she's also South Asian. Which it like it just worked out. Three South Asians in charge of the film. Yeah, which apparently I mean that's very. It's quite unusual. And I mean, it's that's quite unusual in the yeah. Just in the world of film in general to have. Absolutely. Um, but it was it was really powerful, Mm. and then our our other actress as well was also South Asian, and we have like quite different backgrounds as well, which I thought was. Yeah. Yeah. They give us. yeah, so like after like they cast those roles, they gave us um, three weeks to make a short film, which is not really that much time, because mm. um, like we were all studying as well, mm. um, we we're all doing university courses too, mm. um, but we kind of like set about casting and we put out casting calls for South Asian actresses, mm. uh, and yeah, I feel like within two three days we got like sixteen South Asian actresses. Yeah. Just goes to show how little roles there are. Yeah, how few roles there are for for South Asian actresses. Yeah. Yeah. Actors. Um, But yeah, (laughs) we went through like three days of casting, two, three days of casting. Mm. Um, And then what happened, Radhika? No. We 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 cast the role of the of the of the, of the older sister mm. instantly. Instantly, um, the like, moment I just, I just knew, yeah. So the older sister is played played by um, an incredibly talented actress, mm. um, inc- incredibly talented actress called Humair Iqbal. Mm. Um, and like the moment she the moment yeah. she walked in, she embodied the role. Yeah. She she kind of blew us all away. Yeah, yeah. I, I the three just, of us were just like instant. Yeah. Just like instant. Like just three me. of us just like insisted yeah. that like yeah she had to. Mm. Yeah, I had to play that role. I she saw Humera in a play called Spun at the Arcola Theatre that previous summer, um, and she was amazing. And I just like messaged her. I never expected her to reply, and she did. And she was like, "Oh, I'll audition," and I was like, "Oh my god!" And like, but like, if she'd come and she wasn't and she didn't like, you know, embody the the character like we wanted, like the actress to, then obviously we wouldn't have gone for her. But Course. She just did. We felt so and strongly, yeah, you even, know. Even that, like before she started saying the lines, yeah. like I was like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like the three of us like looked at each other like while she was while she was acting while she was doing her little audition. Because yeah, it is really true that I mean I've never been on the other side of an audition table, yeah. but it is really true that I guess an audition starts from the moment an actor walks into the room, not from the moment they start saying absolutely, their lines. Because you're absolutely. looking at their character and you're looking at the way that they like interact with you, the way that they interact with the space. Um, their energy there their was aura. a certain magic to her there to was, her audition yeah, yeah. I think she just felt like a big sister yeah yeah absolutely but, but like a, a messy kind of big sister and that was exactly you guys kind of look alike as well no yeah we yeah. do we which do. kind of leads us on to the casting of the younger sister you know yeah, so, <laughs> so basically what happened is uh, yeah we had to cast the younger sister but wait let me just and, context uh, <laughs> this let me just context this because I was obviously reading, so in all the auditions, I was reading the other parts of whichever part yeah. the, the actress was auditioning. And then we weren't really finding, like, the right person for the young sister until the last day. Um, and so- Sonia and I both felt that, Sonia and I both felt that you could pull it off, but you weren't too keen on... I was just not keen on... Reading for the part. Yeah, just because I Because just, we went through with auditions, yeah, yeah. And to see. Yeah, and I didn't want yeah. my face on screen, like, that's just one thing that I was <laughs> yeah. just very, like... I didn't think I was ready for that or like ready to I've so I've I've never done I've never done professional acting before, but I was I always loved drama and I used to go to yeah. drama classes on like a Saturday, the drama GCC and all that sort of thing. You're so a dramatic I, person. Yeah, actually. I am, Very yeah. Yeah, that was a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um But then I was just thinking about it more and I was with my friends in Bristol yeah. on the weekend and I was like you know, there wasn't anyone that I had my heart like that walked that like walked in and I was like, Yes, you are Domina, who's the younger sister, like I did with Arushi with Himera. Um, so she called me up and she begged me for the role. Yeah. She was exactly. like, it's got to be me. It's my script. I was like, if you don't you know, cast me. If you don't me, cast bitch. me, I'm going to fire her ass. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? It's like, uh, no. <laughs> no, he 
made me like he made me audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I was very honest yeah. with you. I was like, I'm sorry. Like, if yeah. if I don't think it's good enough, like yeah, yeah. I will tell you. Because yeah, we yeah, both, because yeah. we both want what's best for, yeah. you know, best for Tamina. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would have been happy with that as well. I just wanted to audition, yeah. but I was so nervous. Oh my god! I was like talking to my friends over the weekend. They were like pepping me yeah. out. They were like, no rads. Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. They really had to pep talk me. They were like, you know, it's an opportunity. Like, just take any opportunity that comes to you. Don't live in fear. Like, don't make any decisions out of insecurity. Like, just go for it. And I was like, okay. Mm. I was so nervous. Yeah. Learning. And then she came in on the Monday, and like I was yeah. like, "Cool, well, let me film you." And yeah, she was great. I was yeah. like, "Yeah." So I'm I feel like she she, she yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, she's playing. Yeah. Domina. Yeah. And then what do we do over the next few weeks? So we had like by this point we had, I feel like we had about two weeks left, or maybe like a week and a half left until mm-hmm. until our until our shoot dates. Um, so we spent the next week or so um, scouting for locations and fine-tuning the script mm. doing rehearsals mm. uh, we spent like I feel like we spent two three sessions just discussing the characters yeah before even meeting with Homera yeah, yeah, before yeah. even before reading any lines yeah we spent like an entire session with her <laughs> just explaining the character to her yeah. like creating this dialogue around mm. yeah and like we then started, then started like rehearsals, mm. uh, spent about four or five days rehearsing because mm. we were on such a tight kind of timeline. Mm. Um, and then shot the film, yeah. shot the film over two, two hectic days. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like two days. Yeah. It was in two days. It was, <laughs> it was, what was it 5 a.m. to 12 a.m. On, on the Saturday and then 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, we found most of our locations like in like the preceding like three four days yeah that was you know, hard things though. just came yeah things came together because mm. you are because you helped us out yes you know, yeah honestly. yeah like, we used like my the, house for like as one of the it. people yeah. like yeah which was so surreal there was no British Indian standing. house you know like yeah, like, yeah. we didn't have to do any we, sets we, like. we had a we had a kind of yeah we had a sets there oh my god all the sets are so authentic yeah exactly yeah, exactly exactly um so it sounds like it was really like um i guess hectic but then it, because it's like a short film and because i guess the uni gave you like a really like tight budget you mm. was just like being really resourceful i mean just little things like you know people going making sandwiches for everyone or like i don't know just good energy yeah great good energy, energy great energy all the time like no one complained no because you know on a film set if somebody is like in a bad mood that just it automatically that brings brings it down spreads. the morale yeah like energy is so important to keep up yeah in, yeah on a film set and I really yeah like I had very kind of yeah I really noticed that yeah yeah mm. absolutely so absolutely mm. I was just so impressed by how well they like by, by what they came up with on on um you know on location because I had like I mean I I remember turning up uh to one of the so we had like three pre like we had three pre-production meetings with the entire crew mm. and I'd turn up with references for, for, you know, for the camera crew and then I'd turn up with costume ideas, you know, for, for the costume design and production design ideas for the, you know, for the production department and, I mean, they killed it. They All, like, each department just, like, killed absolutely it. killed yeah, it, yeah. you know, because I remember turning up on set thinking <laughs> to myself, we'll do the best we can, yeah. you know, but, like, I'm not going to expect, mm. yeah, I wasn't expecting anything yeah. amazing, yeah. put it that way, and like they exceeded expectations. God, it was such I a mean, surreal, it was like yeah, it was such surreal, a surreal experience. A couple of days, like yeah, in my family house, like my little tiny like family house, and we have just all, like twenty yeah. like UCL students talking to my mom and my dad, and I'm in my bed that I've slept in since I was like five years old, and I have a camera on top of me, and then we're in my grandma's. So we we shot one of the scenes in my grandma's like sheltered housing. They have in their like common room space. Yeah. And I was like, I never thought that we would turn this into an abortion clinic, but it no, works. It and, works. And it yeah, looks totally like works. one. Yeah. And the set design people were amazed, and just amazing. like so professional. Absolutely and transformed each space. Yeah, exactly. I just honestly I can't say enough. Good they were like sponges. About. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lapping everything up around them. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. You know, producing. Yeah. Yeah. It's magic. Just like lovely people and like yeah very very easy people to work with as well 
Um, it's just so important. I think like the diva, um, the diva mindset is so normalized in the arts. Like, it's like it's almost like expected that actors like be that way. And it's it's almost like accepted, and I just I just don't think it should be like you should mm. you should never get a pass on being like a bad person. Absolutely, yeah. That's just yeah, so unrelated, but yeah. no, you could you can cut that. Bit I mean, you, Radhika, you were a bit of a diva yeah, on set, yeah. weren't you? You were a bit like, of a diva. Spilled some sugar. I was like, clean it. Yeah, clean that shit up now. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. The truth comes out. The truth comes out exactly. So like, I was not a diva. Can we just <laughs> <laughs> before we move on from record, that fact? I was really well behaved. <laughs> Um, yeah, just in like off of that, because um, I know this was this was like a, a brand new experience for for you, Radhika. Mm-hmm. But for you, Rahan, like in terms of like the way you approach this, because you had so little time and so 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 few resources relative to what you might have like doing like a corporate thing. Um, did you have like a completely different process out of like choice or necessity than you normally? would have or like do you have a set process where you're like in order to like start principal photography I feel like on the first day of shooting I need to have done xyz in that order spent this amount of time on it or is it a case of like you don't really know what the process is going to be until you read the treatment or you 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 read like um, a a draft of the script and then you go oh this one I'm going to tackle in this way um, cause as an actor, I feel like when people are like, what's your process? And I'm like, I don't know. It depends what, what's the, give me the character, give me the, mm. like, like the venue, give me the, the writer, like, and then like, I'm like, okay, cool. In this specific situation, this is maybe how I'm going to go at it based off of where I am at as an artist and like where I am in my life and stuff like that right now. But I don't have like a one size fits all process, but I'm sort of interested to like, no, yeah. What, what, what? If anything was different about the way you approached this because of the like time and constraints and that sort of thing. I mean, it was um, okay. So in terms of time constraints, it was probably. I mean, we, we we had far less time to do this than I've had on like previous short films or say on like commercials. But this was very similar to uh, the the. the I feel like the narrative, like Radhika's narrative, was, was very, very similar to um, uh, the kind, the kinds of stories I used to write back home, and the kinds of stories I turned into short films. So in that sense, it wasn't entirely different. There was there was a lot of dialogue, um, yeah, lots of talking heads, a bit of silence here and there. There was, um, I guess, I guess it was a it was a short film that concentrated more on performance um, and on script. Um, and that that made it a whole lot easier for me personally. If we had to go out there and shoot an action film, I'm not <laughs> I'm not entirely confident we could have pulled it off. Uh, but like, just given given you know given our give, given our limited resources and time. Um, but I mean, like the moment I read the moment I read the like the treatment and then the script, like I figured we need to spend as much time as possible working on the script and then fine-tuning the performances because I believe those are the two most important components of any film whether you make an action film or a or a drama or a thriller like wh- whatever it is like it's really your performances the performances in your script um, so in that sense it didn't I feel like things didn't really change um, uh, I did run through some of the the different the different production teams like 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 I ran them through some of the technical stuff and I introduced them to a few like technical experts that I knew in the industry uh, just that they were that they were in the know and that they they kind of knew I guess that they yeah that they, that they felt confident on set um, yeah in whatever they were doing um, but. Apart from that, I feel like it it wasn't entirely different. We were using more low budget equipment than I might normally use back home, but frankly, it doesn't make a huge difference. It really just comes down to people. I feel like five minutes in, people forget like what what like equipment you shot the film on, and they mm. <laughs> they really concentrate on like 
the actors' performance and what they're saying. Um, that was the that, for me that was the focus. Um, I feel like that should always be the focus. Mm. Yeah. Um. So for you, um, oh yeah, that's it. The <laughs> mic. <laughs> um, for you, Radhika, what was like the biggest like uh, learn or like the biggest sort of oh my gosh moment? Because um, I guess like all of this was new for you. Yeah. So like, was there a moment where you were like, oh gosh, that was unexpected or something you would go oh next time I would do that differently or next time I'll definitely do that that was a really great a mm. really great shout um I can't I learned so much that's a really hard question I learned like it was a complete education I learned everything by doing this short film um dialogue yeah less is more yeah 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 okay from a writing perspective <laughs> from a writing perspective yeah you um I've I've never I find I find short stories a lot easier to write than plays and um, scripts scripts because I like detail and um, I when you obviously you can't have a lot of detail when you're writing dialogue um, because it's it's more about um, showing rather than telling and I've yeah I've definitely learned that like we cut out so much dialogue mm. um, and it was needed just like also making room for improvisation and like um, like me and Homera had a really nice natural energy off camera which I think is really important as well because yeah. we were playing sisters um, and we just met like two weeks ago so to convey that sort of that depth of like relation on camera we had to have some sort of um, yeah we had to have some sort of relationship off camera and just like making space for that yeah. in the script I think is really important after that I like watched loads of YouTube videos on like <laughs> uh, screenwriting um, and just having yeah more confidence in myself I think as cheesy as that sounds um, I just learned that like if you yeah if you push yourself to do something like there's not much that can go wrong really mm. you're surrounded by good people absolutely um, but I learned things about cameras I learned things about sound um yeah that's like a really nice segue mm. um <laughs> into um like if you have if if there was someone else who was like i want to do this i'm going to try and make a short film like what would you say to them if there was like one or two things that you go um you know look out for or keep in mind mm. or just like a sort of I don't know high podcast high five that they mm. can just like ingest and feel like really like confident and motivated mm. to go go do something. Um, yeah, what would you what would you say? That's the both of you. So. Mm. One thing I would say is that like make things with people that you trust. I think. Yeah. I think that's hundred percent. Make films with your friends. Yeah, that's why I would honestly, <laughs> even if they're not your friends no, at the no, time, yeah. like they don't have to make be your friends, friends with, but like make, make sure you get along. Yeah, you make know, you have a to click. film with people, people that you think that you, you could trust, be friends yeah. with. Um, yeah, that's yeah, one. absolutely. For you, I mean, focus on your script and focus on your um, actors' performances. Mm. I really think that's the most. It's yeah. the most valuable lesson I've learned along the way. Mm. I think the I feel, like, I feel like if you want to become a, like a successful filmmaker, the main thing is to make as many <coughs> short films as you possibly can. You just do, need, do, do. Just like yeah. You don't need like fancy equipment. You don't need fancy equipment. That's the one you know, thing you really I would don't. say. You can do it on your iPhone yeah. and edit it on iMovie. Believe in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I guess that confidence also comes with each, yeah. with each, with with each film you make. Yeah. You know, it's just a case of doing it. <laughs> mm. Get out there, do it. Fail, fail again. Have a term for it: failing forward. You know? <laughs> I like that. That's it that's right there. Nice. That's it right there. You know. Put it on a mug. Yeah, I <laughs> feel it. I want to get like a. I want to get like a coaster or something. <laughs> like a coaster, on it, yeah. a little rug or yeah. whatever that says, I'm, yeah. "I'm failing forward." I'm failing forward. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only way you learn. It's the only way you get better. Yeah, we're, like we're all learning. Yeah. You know. So. And it's such a practical art, isn't it? It is. It yeah. Is. Like you can watch all the YouTube videos in and the world. Like read all the books. Yeah. Yeah. But I think. Mm nothing beats actually getting out there and making a film 
getting your hands dirty. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, and don't be afraid of like doing more jobs than one. Yes, exactly. I was gonna. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's a really important point. Like, don't wait for other people. Mm. You know, get out there. If you have to make this, if you have to make the film with like two other people and like a small shitty camera. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Like, don't wait. Like, learn do lighting not wait on for the people. spot. Yeah, learn exactly. Sound on the spot. Exactly. I, I, I definitely like agree with that. Um, get out and like do something do something do do anything do you guys have like a favourite film that that you want to share with people I hate being asked this Mm. and I don't know why I do this to other people I ask in this podcast I've turned into a monster I ask people all the things I hate being asked that's that's really psychologically interesting it is isn't it like so many times yeah I'm always like why did you become an actor I hate being asked that and I'm like what's your favourite film I yeah. hate being asked that so but anyway Good what's your favourite film watch on you guys yeah what's your favourite film Rohan it's probably so I've got three well there are so many different film directors like I'm absolutely like obsessed with but I'd say my top three are like Stanley Kubrick, Michael Haneke, and Paul Thomas Anderson. It's a film by Paul Thomas Anderson called Magnolia, which has kind of stuck with me ever since I ever since I first saw it in university. I think um, it's just it's just brilliant in every in every respect. Um, yeah, I mean, there's that, but but I mean, like there are so many others as well. There's there's Before Sunrise by Richard Linklater, which I think is, is another like modern masterpiece. Um, Oh, there are too many. There are too I many. Know, my you mind know, is it's uh, and I hate this. this is impossible. Eyes Wide Shut by Sani Kubik. Um, <coughs> Eight and a Half by Fellini. Um, God, like the list goes on. The list goes on. It's impossible for me to like. Me, on the other hand, my mind is just blank right now. Yeah. <laughs> the list is empty. No, do um, oh, Gosh. Well, I always say this just because it holds a lot of, like, childhood nostalgia value. Um, it's a Hindi film called Lagan. Okay. Um, yeah, I've yeah, yeah, so. told you. Um, I don't know how amazing it is on, like, artistic merit, but I just I just know that, like, my dad loved it. Yeah. As, and we played the songs 24-7 all That's the time. So oh, my God. I have some on my Spotify. I have some Bollywood songs. No way. You yeah. have Lagan on your Spotify. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm from Plumstead, so... You know, there's a big Desi scene in Is there. Yeah. What? So I've seen like quite a lot of Hindi films. And when I was a kid, there was like posters of like Shah Rukh Khan up and, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we have lots Great. of Indian sweet shops. You know, yeah. I, I, wow. know, I know my jalebi from my jangri. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, damn, I do. Like, I, I didn't do. even know that. Yeah. Um, there's some I haven't seen that there were the posters for like Om Shanti Om and stuff like mm. that. Um, um, I, do you know what? Like, you probably like, know more than lots me. Of them, like Farrah Khan ones and Karan Johar ones, mm. basically. Oh, lots like of the... big popcorn, like shiny, shiny yes. ones with like yeah, big yeah. dance routine. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, gosh, all the names have like left my head. Now. <laughs> um, I can see like the posters, and I can't. Yeah, Some yeah. Some more recent. Um, I mean, there's a certain magic about Hindi films. I think. I love like, them. I just great. delight sometimes in the melodrama and like. It's just so, like, the expressions of love are just that much more deeper, <laughs> that much more poignant. Yeah. Um, I I love Lagan because um, I remember revisiting it when I was, like, 16, or like, 15, 16, and I was just going through that phase of, like, oh, I don't hate being Indian anymore. And, mm. like, actually, like, maybe the fact that I hated my brown skin and hated being this colour and just wanted to be a white girl maybe that's come from somewhere and maybe that's not just me like maybe Mm. there's a system that has placed that on me for their own Mm. gain and benefit and profit and I remember watching that and just the power of seeing the brown man choosing the brown girl over the Mm. white woman and seeing a story about colonialism um, and caste um, and seeing it like told in such an unashamedly like Bollywood Indian way you know, there was there's big song numbers, but they, they just convey such like emotion and actually I feel like sometimes Hindi movies hit me in a way that like I feel like Hollywood British movies just never will be able to. And I can't even I can't even speak the language. So I don't even know what it what it is, but there's something about the sound of it that sounds like the, the sounds of my mother's and my grandmother's that just really touches me. I think like for me what, what I look for in films is 
emotional resonance and I'm not afraid to say that. The, a more modern one that's the only one that's coming to my mind right now which is annoying because I know I've seen films in the past few years where I've sat there and been like wow that was mm. amazing but the only one I'm saying from like a writing perspective is Lady Bird because oh my gosh um, I love Lady Bird yeah yeah Lady Bird's amazing just like style wise and um, the fact that it is obviously a woman director and I can always like I don't know there's a certain warmth with it yeah and the script yeah. it's like it's like funny and incidental but also so poignant and yeah like resonant um i remember and it's a coming of age story which i think a lot of the times like the films i've loved have been actually very tragic and traumatic and Mm. sad um but this was just like i left feeling like light and um it was it was a story about like a 17 year old girl like nothing specific or dramatic happened in her life but it was just so big and grand in its own right and I don't mm. know I just yeah I really liked it mm. Mm. I thought it was really well great directed film. great film yeah 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 yeah, oh, that's amazing. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I can remember the, the names of any any oh, Bollywood yeah. films <laughs> at all I've seen so many I'm like oh oh wait I'm probably gonna massacre all these names but so, there's one which is like um, Ye, Ye Giovanni Hedewani yeah. and then yeah, and then yeah. Piku yeah that's an amazing Piku's amazing isn't it that's such and a then film. there's one with Priyanka the Chopra Box is also really good oh, I haven't seen the oh, yeah, Box. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a really good film the anti-Bollywood film yeah yeah yeah, yeah like it's really yeah, quiet it's amazing it? Piku is like that Piku yeah. is really quiet I love this film talk usually talking about Kubrick and <laughs> 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 like <laughs> you're like I can I can get on board with this yeah. <laughs> okay um I have like all of like well most of these songs as well on like a um, several different like Bollywood playlists you're like, like yeah. a I, I stand I majorly stand you're a Bollywood yeah connoisseur. majorly I have I have more songs even than I've seen like the actual films for yeah. um because there's another there's another song um no, I can't bear to massacre the name on tape. No. <laughs> Do you know Tunimari Entrian? I do. It's like, it's Ranveer Singh and Priyanka <coughs> Chopra, and it's Gunde? Is it from Gunde? Which I don't think I've seen, but I just love the track. It's amazing. R- radical, no. <laughs> radical, no. Radical, no. I should have, I would, I would have, like, properly, like, <laughs> prepared <laughs> like, the to go like deep deep into like Bollywood stuff I know um, yeah, I know very little about Bollywood so it's mine it's it's, uh... it's so good do you know what I love I love like that there's a real I feel like my sense is that there's a real uh, celebration of like the difference between what art can give you and what you get in real life mm-hmm. and I think um, I, I love like western cinema you know as well but sometimes I'm like sometimes it's just nice to have a film that isn't aspiring to like a documentary level of reality sometimes yes. sometimes and it's like we yeah, used to do it in the west it's fun to be entertaining. yeah like with old Hollywood like Busby Berkeley and stuff like that but we don't really have that knowledge anymore in quite that way and I know like Hindi films aren't my my what I picked up is that they're not necessarily referred to as like musicals because mm. song and dance is such an integral part of it that's yeah. not how they're thought of yeah. but like the fact that there is that in yeah. them is just so much yeah. fun and there's literally no film where you can't have a song or dance exactly. it doesn't matter how like sci-fi or how like like mob boss or whatever the scene is it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like everyone suddenly just downs everything and like yeah. does a dance and i just so appreciate that <laughs> i so appreciate that yeah i never really thought about bollywood films as musicals until somebody pointed it out to me. Because I just, yeah, like, yeah. in our cultures, song and dance is so integral. Like, it's how we pray. Yeah, it's like, it's like all I pervasive. Just, I just feel like, yeah. Our languages as well, just are, I feel like they're so inherently musical. Yes, so musical. Mm. So yeah. musical. Mm. Also, like, the oldest stories came from songs, didn't they? Like, that was, like, the, mm. the, the, okay. like, the primary method of storytelling was through songs. Mm. Mm. So, just that. You know, I, I, I stand Bansali, you know, big time. Like, which he didn't direct this one, but mm. um, like Bajaramastani and, oh, yeah. and 
his version of Dave Das and oh, Dave um, Das. Yeah, okay. all of that. Ram Leela. Oh, yeah. I've got all those soundtracks right, going on on my right. Spotify. Ram Leela. Yeah. Ram Leela, Bollywood's take on Romeo and Juliet. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. written an essay on it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do on the essay? I can't remember. That's yeah. probably not a good First. thing. <laughs> you had a question about was... film school. Oh, yeah, film school versus alternative ways <clears> of training. Well, film school versus alternative. I never went to film school, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, so, so, um, so studying film isn't considered film school? No, not okay. at all. Not all right. at all. I mean, I studied film theory. Okay. And, yeah, my course at UCL is, like, entirely theoretical <coughs> as well. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's a... That's a difficult one. I think it just comes down to the person. Some people feel like... Yeah, I mean, okay, like... I guess I can only I can only answer this from my own perspective. Um, I never went to film school, and frankly, I think film school is exorbitantly exorbitantly yeah. expensive. Oh my, oh my gosh, it's just like ridiculously yeah. expensive. Um, yeah. However, I mean, I guess you make contacts. They give you equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, you often end up having to fund like whatever film you're making as well um i think at some film schools they give you like a bit of money mm. uh but yeah like 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 I, like I feel like i know friends um who, who you know like whom it's benefited but yeah. I, I don't know like I, like i just don't know whether it's something i would invest yeah. in um but there isn't like like i feel like there isn't any one way to get into get mm-hmm. into like the film industry i feel like it's more important for you to there are two things you really need to do you need to start making short films and you need to get work on feature film sets and, you know, learn under a master. Mm. That's really like the way to get in there. Um, simply going to film school is not going to get you a job, you know, or like, it might make you like a better filmmaker, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you have the funds, then yeah. then why not? It's not going to hurt, put it no, that way. It's I not mean, going to hurt. You're always going to benefit from yeah. it. But, but you could also just like, it. You could also like take that money that fifty fifty thousand dollars you might spend at like an American like film school, like per year on tuition, and like make a whole series of short films yeah. and like learn by yourself. Yeah. Um, it depends though. It's just like everybody's got their own route, yeah. I suppose. Like there are lots of great directors who've gone to film schools. There are lots of great directors who haven't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's I, it's just not something I like I just don't think it's something you have to do. Yeah, especially it's not the be all and end all. In the the way the world the, the way the world is right now, the way the world works right now, yeah. the fact that we have online stre- streaming platforms where you can publish your work, um, the fact that you can make a relatively high quality film with um, yeah, for less money than yeah, and like just like high quality cameras to. are. Because I saw this thing, because I was debating, like, when I was really into it, I was like, hey, maybe I'll try summer school, uh, which even that is so yeah. expensive. Um, and I was just, I just watched, I remember watching loads of videos on film school or not. And, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. I hate when Sam's on a podcast. Lost your train of thought. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> That's fine, we can cut out all of it. I love that. Yeah, maybe yeah. Sam really, uh, All the weird things I I feel like, I feel like directors who go, well... In terms of like American film schools, I feel like prompt like directors who've come out of film school tend to make more mainstream films. They mm. there are fewer directors making, I guess, stories like ours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I remember yeah, what I was saying like, actually. They were saying that so you see all these like big um, directorial names that have gone to film school, um, but they went to film school in, like the eighties, like the seventies, yeah, nineties yeah. sort of thing, and. This, this I think there's just, just like saying, so much it's more a, competition it's now. It's a different world yeah. now, and like back then, to make a film, like cameras were not easy to come by. You kind of had to go yeah. to film school to get your hands on any sort yeah. of camera. Because you shot on film anything. back then, right? Yeah, exactly. Whereas it's now more democratized. <laughs> exactly now, exactly it's more democratized um, with the like advent of YouTube and other streaming platforms. Like, I, I personally don't think. You need to go to film school. Yeah, you don't. Um, well, but that's what most people say anyway. That's what it? most people say. It's yeah. Most contacts, I think, yeah. And the confidence. Yeah. And, the confidence, and exactly. And it gives you a, I guess it gives you a, it gives you a chance to try different things out. Yeah. It gives you deadlines and. and you get got, to learn the theory as well, which I guess must be quite. 
I think you can. Yeah, I guess like depending on the film school, but I feel like more most film schools are more like it's more practical. Um, But I mean, like like having said all of this, like I have friends who went to film school and like film school changed their life and they met their future collaborators there. They managed like they they got the network. Um, But you can do that without. You can also do that without like spending (laughs) that cash money. By being a nice person and making friends. I think if you're enthusiastic enough and you're. You're 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 hardworking enough. Yeah. You um, draw the right people. You draw the right people, and you'll you'll get there anyway. Yeah. Um, One bit of advice that I think we both heard is that you should, if you're looking to get into the industry, uh, don't look to be a director straight away. Like learn lighting, yeah, or learn sound really well because people yeah. are always looking for like even even more even more important than that. Like act. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I saw this like fantastic interview with like a director I used to work for, mm. um, where she said, "Yeah, like the best." She was like, "The best, um, the best education you can get in like being a film director is to learn how to act." Do you know? Yeah. You know, and like you need to learn. And actually, hard. that's you know that's one thing that um, uh, that's one thing that very film school like very few film schools actually teach you. It's acting. Is acting. So is acting. Yeah. They teach you all the technicalities, yeah. which you can learn on set anyway. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, very few teach you how to communicate your vision in like an authentic mm. and like respectful, uh, respectful manner, mm. uh, which really is like the key, I think, to making yeah. like a great film. Um, mm. Learn how to act. That's learn how to act if you want to direct. So that, you, so that you're not like on location, you know, or like during rehearsals, like telling your actors how to say a certain line. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like the last thing you want to be doing. Mm. Um, you want to guide them. Guide you don't them. want to be like telling them what to do. Right. That's really interesting. Like from an, from an actor's perspective, I haven't done any screen work yet, but um, there are directors that are known as actors' directors, and there are directors that are known as technicians. Mm. Even if they're, they're lovely yeah. people and the film is a beautiful piece of work and you yeah. always trust that. Um, their vision is going to end beautifully just like in terms of what it's like from an actor's perspective to work with them there are directors where people go oh that person's a technician or that person's an actor's director Mm. and the actor's director is I guess someone who has that sense of all an actor need in order to do their job an actor needs to hear whatever that vision (coughs) is or whatever that technical uh, the requirements are technically of Mm. getting the shot the actor needs to have it said to them in a certain way so that they can do something with it. Exactly, rather so than they it, can interpret like, that vision. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, um, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's, a, it's important and it's difficult. It's really, really difficult mm. to do. Um, I suppose also, I don't know whether this is kind of going off topic, but I feel like with each film that you make, you also become, you become less precious about what you... <laughs> About what you make, you know, and about because you become you become less precious and more collaborative, mm. um, and that's that's, the key. that's also really really important. I yeah. guess coming back to like what you were saying earlier yeah. on about film being this like collaborative medium. Yeah. When I first started out, I was like really really precious about like people saying saying lines, you know, like the way I had originally envisioned like the character <laughs> yes, should say something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, should say a line you, or like when you're the, writing lines you're saying them in your head, but obviously it's your voice that's it's saying your them. Voice your and your it's intonations, what you've written, yeah, your dialect, exactly. your voice. So then obviously when somebody else comes with their own experience and their background and their own it way changes of it around speaking completely. and their own yeah. language and their own intonations and their yeah. own accents and like little like vocal um, yeah idiosyncrasies absolutely it changes and you need to yeah. you need to be able to adapt to that I exactly think. unless you've written a role for a certain actor with their voice in mind mm. like I feel like the di- well at least in my scripts I feel like the dialogue often changes even yeah. with Sushi's Baby like so much I mean yeah. so much of the dialogue yeah, yeah, yeah. changed like whilst the story has largely stayed the same mm. like um, yeah like I mean like the narrative stayed the same the the dialogues change, like the yeah. dialogue changed from like yeah. the, the very first draft to what yeah. it is now. And it's now going into writing the second the script, sec- yeah. like I'm so much more wary of dialogue. Like yeah. I think I'm overthinking it now a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know how we got back to dialogue, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's a craft. It's a craft, it's so and much it's harder than it seems to write good dialogue. I guess it's because, yeah. I mean. That's how we communicate, right? Yeah. Like, so there's this like tendency to want to write lots and lots of yeah. dialogue when you when you write a film script. Yeah. 
um, but like film's such a visual medium that yeah. it's very, um, exactly. it's really important that like your characters communicate what they want to say via like mm. via their face. And it's you know, not like you're not via communicating their actions rather than you're not communicating full reality on film. You're communicating like a fine-tuned reality. A fine-tuned reality, exactly. Yeah. You're like exactly. Your... So your dialogue needs to sound natural, but actually, it's you've worked on it. Yes. Exactly. It needs to sound effortless, but a lot of effort it, has you know, gone like into a million it, yeah. times. Mm. Yeah, like I feel like what what a character says isn't what actually like. <laughs> yeah. It's about I guess it's about like approaching approaching like a character's intention in like a very roundabout manner. Yeah. yeah. Um, like two three times removed from what they actually mean to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why I think doing backstories really helps because I remember you. Yeah. We sat down and I'd actually not even thought about the characters that much because, yeah. like, just being completely honest, like, because I was just like, oh, it's a short film, like, I'll just write a script and I'd not really gone into their backstories yeah. and, like, I just, I just designed the characters for how they existed in the confines of this 15-minute script. Um, I didn't think about what they were like before, what they're interested, what kind of music they were yeah. into. What, kind what of, are they studying? What, yeah. what universities they did they go to? What are they studying for A levels? Are they religious? Yeah. You know, like are they? And then, and then like the first meeting we had with Rahan, he asked me these questions about the characters, and I was like, um, I was <laughs> making up on the spot, but that's so. But then it, it made so much sense, and then even if you have limited dialogue, you still have this like wealth of knowledge about your character that you can um, kind of drawn, drawn, and like that was probably quite useful to you yeah, like acting so. out one of the one of the one of the leads yeah, yeah, yeah. right you had that so yeah learn how to act learn yeah. how to act yeah so you underrated so underrated yeah. and it's you know? hard so it's so difficult it's so yeah oh, it's tough acting God. right yeah it's like take off to take off to take off to take off to take and you like you know if you mess up like everyone has to reset and it's like so yeah. much but um so rewarding as well yeah yeah, yeah. it's so tiring isn't it yeah. like yeah, it's a it's a it's a laborious process, but like so much fun yeah. as well. Yeah, just like yeah. getting out there and like, <coughs> yeah, like the blood, sweat, and tears of it, you yeah. know. Yeah. And like see, I I think seeing it all in the editing room as a director is just the most rewarding part of the whole process. So, um, last but not least, how can people see your film? <laughs> um, we're planning on having two screenings. We don't have dates just yet, but two separate screenings, which are which which will both be open to the public and will be free of charge. That was so nice. Yeah, I learned so much. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so no, much. For doing this. thank yeah. you for for coming on and like, yeah. Oh, I guess I was gonna ask you if you could say like a quick thing or something about the differences between like, or if there are any between making films in Sri Lanka and making films here or that you've experienced um, or there's not so much difference ooh that's a difficult question um or have you mainly worked outside of Sri Lanka no I mainly worked in, in Sri, Sri Lanka. Lanka mainly worked in Sri Lanka um so I mean like I haven't worked on like big budget productions over here mm -hmm. I worked on big budget productions back home um and obviously lots of short films and commercials. Uh, honestly, I don't think there's like a big difference. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a huge, huge difference. Um, yeah, I mean like you're still working with people. <laughs> you're still working with people at the end of the day. You're still working with actors, yeah. cinematographers, yeah. you know, uh, sound technicians. Yeah, exactly. I guess locations are easier to find. Because I mean, here it's just like yeah. permissions and. Nah, but it'd be the same back home. You'd still have to like jump through hoops, you know, mm -hmm. to try and like yeah. secure permission, you know, yeah, to it's make a lot films. Of, like, yeah, like who There's you also know, like, there's still like a lot of red tape back home. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know, in that sense, it was. Yeah. The same. It was the same. It yeah. was very much the same, I suppose. Um, Maybe filmmaking's like maths. It's more expensive it to make change. a film here. That's what's right. different. It's definitely more expensive to make a film here. Like all the equipment is like far more expensive to rent. Mm. Um, but like, whatever. I mean, you find a way to make the film. Mm. Beg, borrow, or steal. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. absolutely. Um, how can people find you on social if people want to like <laughs> engage with you and like follow your work and that sort of thing? 
you can add me on Instagram. That's Tapper Bain Odyssey. T A P R O B A N E Odyssey O D Y S S E Y. I like that yeah. little jingle that you gave to it. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. T for tower, A T- for apple. <laughs> um, yeah, Instagram's probably best as well as Facebook is dying. Um, rads, R A A A D S. Three A's in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Follow us. Please do. Let's <laughs> connect. We need the fans. We need the followers. Please follow us. No one else will. <clears throat> All right. That I think will do it. Yay! And that's it for this month's episode of the London Rep Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And um, if you want to stay in touch, keep up to date with all the things we're doing. We are at the London Rep across all social media platforms. We also have a newsletter now. So if you want to um, keep informed about any screenings or any performances that we have, jump on the website, thelondonrep.com. And uh, at the bottom of several pages there, you're going to see a little form that you can fill out. Uh, and then we'll stay in touch with you, keep you updated. Um, until next time. Thanks a lot and yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye.